Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Total Car Score Podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, here we are in the second episode of this special series with BMW, Mini, and Motorrad here at... Uh the thermal club in uh, Palm Springs or outside Palm Springs, I should say. And today, in, in this episode, we're with Oleg Satanovsky, who have a new job. Oleg, I haven't uh, seen you in a while, and then you changed jobs. It's been it's been a long time. Thank you so much. Yeah, I just recently became the new motorcycle communications manager, which for me is is really exciting. I got my motorcycle license back in 1993. Yeah. So really, right after I graduated college. And my first motorcycle I bought for $3,000, it was a used BMW R65. And that really fueled and started my passion for BMW, both on the motorcycle side and on the car side. So it's really cool that now, all these decades later, yeah. I get a chance to work not only for BMW, a company whose products I really love, but also work with our motorcycle. Uh, what were you doing before uh, this particular so job? Before the motorcycle job, I was working with uh, the car side so I did press releases I answered uh, media questions which was always the cool part because you try to explain to your friends what it is that you do yeah. and they don't really understand well and they asked me like what exactly do you do and I said the best way I could describe it is to yeah, I talked to car people about cars, yeah. and of course they would ask, you get paid for that? <laughs> and that doesn't seem like a real job. But, but more importantly, I think, is not talking to car people, <laughs> maybe talking to non-car people, because like you try yeah. to educate, like we try to educate people about yeah. what the, the amazing products that you, you have and all that. And I think that's the most important part of it, because I, I, I always say this, and I repeat myself many times, like, People get into a car, they get the key. Nowadays, they get the key, they push a little button, they open the, the lock, they, they open the car, they sit, they turn on the car, the radio and the AC. Before start driving, how many people were involved in the processes to make that happen? Hundreds, thousands, uh, thousands and it's years. Usually the development cycle of a car, a motorcycle, could, is easily five years. Yeah. So five years before you see a new model, People, start, People working. start planning, but not just the exterior design, not just, but things like the seats. You know, every BMW car, the seats may look the same, but designers spend five years designing seats yeah. for that specific new model, and they look at how how many different people around the world, how do they use, they try to design a seat that'll accommodate 80% of the people, of, of the people yeah. but around the world. It's not just for one country. So a seat has to be able to accommodate 
so many different body shapes and sizes and when I talk to those types of people I learn my god my goodness so much goes into yeah the design of a car it's much more than we ever than we ever know or are aware of so let's talk a little bit now about the motorcycles because Absolutely. here we are at the thermal club and you brought a very special model from uh what's the date 1927 so, yeah 1927 1928 it's an r47 it was actually the sport bike of its time um, you could see this particular bike doesn't have a headlight and those bikes were actually purchased without a headlight if you wanted a headlight it was optional what people would do is there were so many people racing these bikes they would just put a number plate oh, okay. on front but that was in all of its 494cc 18 horsepower glory that was the sport bike of its time and it actually went over 75 miles an hour wow which, which is pretty good which, for which that, back uh, then impressive that, I can only imagine in 1928 probably less than half of the roads were paved yeah so it was uh, it was quite an adventure but we've recently come out with this new R18 and you can see so many features that have been carried over it's a beautiful bike uh, but the main feature, really the heart of any car or motorcycle, is the motor. Yeah. And what you see here is the traditional BMW boxer motor, air oil cooled, much like it was back in 1927. It's much larger. That one was a 494 cc engine back then. This is 1800 cc, so 1.8 liter, the biggest boxer motor BMW has ever put into a production motorcycle 91 horsepower 116 pounds of torque so the bike really really goes and you can feel the power when you start it up yeah. it's like starting an airplane I know. you know it, it just gives you that that shake uh, but you could see the styling the long teardrop styling of the gas tank and it's metal you find very little plastic on this bike yeah. there's a lot of and, uh, obviously yeah. this is just audio we're looking at the bikes and we're admiring them and yeah. uh, one thing that is really really cool is those two white lines over the tank talk about that because the, the the history of the motorcycles in bmw is very rich and important right it is bmw actually started making motorcycles before they ever made cars yeah so back in september of 1923 bmw made their very first motorcycle the r32 so that means in a, about a year and a half, BMW Motorrad is going to be celebrating their 100th anniversary. Amazing. Yeah. So those lines uh, were uh, an emblem of, like, not the emblem of the company, but, yeah. like, that, that what distinguished this particular bike, or they were in other bikes? That was the really the, the BMW style, the black paint with the hand-applied white pinstriping. That really was the style yeah. of all BMW motorcycles of that era. And you see it carried over in the new R18 with the black metal fuel tank and the white pinstriping that's applied by hand so the things like the nickel plated open drive shaft yeah those are really special features that carry over so um i'm not a full expert on, on anything but much less on motorcycles <laughs> but anyway uh, this motorcycle caught my attention because the sitting position is very low so i'm like five eight and for me, that's, like, really comfortable. I mean, like, you look at some other motorcycles yeah. that are kind of intimidating a little bit, like some of your other models, because they're more sport-driven or, like, more for speed or, like, enduro or, like, something yeah. like that. Yeah, BMW is mostly known for its GS line of motorcycles, which are designed to be really ridden around the world. But so to be able to ride on street and off-road, you need a tall bike with a lot of ground yeah. clearance. This bike... Really, it's our entry into the cruiser market in the U.S., which means 
really sleek styling, but that low seat, so you're comfortable. Both feet are flat on the yeah, ground. Yeah, all the time if you want. Yeah, so the reason behind the R18 is that the cruiser market is really the biggest motorcycle market in the U.S. It's 50% of the motorcycle market here, which is different from any other country around the world. And we have not had a motorcycle to offer to customers in the cruiser market. So this is why the R18 first came out last last year for 2021. We have two new models we're adding for 2022 that are more long-distance touring models. But if you see, if you sit on it, it's really comfortable. The center of gravity is very low because of the way the engine is designed. Yeah. It's very easy to ride. Even though it's it's a big, really beautiful motorcycle, it's surprisingly easy to ride. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one of the things that pre- most people will get intimidated. Like the, I mean, bikes are heavy, right? Like if you don't have a good way of yeah. controlling it when you stop, like that can like get people away or scare them away from from it. But this one, just by looking at it, even even before trying to sit on it, you can say, I can do that. <laughs> like, yeah, and and that really was on purpose. People feel comfortable when they're able to put both feet on the ground. Yeah. They, the design of the engine again puts the weight really low so as soon as you start moving from one to five miles an hour anything past five miles an hour the bike just becomes really light and you you're really comfortable no matter what skill level you are it's a very easy bike to ride so you said it's a 1.8 little liter uh boxer engine yeah. uh, what's the horsepower 90 91 horsepower 91 116 horsepower. pounds of torque so what uh, how, how fast can you go on this <laughs> it's so it's actually limited to 111 miles an hour on it the, mean on that the street <laughs> um, because it is a cruiser-type motorcycle. It doesn't have performance tires, high-performance okay. tires on it, so we are limited by uh, It's really designed for comfort and cruising and just to be a stylish addition to your life. Um, I, I heard the, the, auto, the, the motorcycle market exploded during the pandemic because people wanted to get out. I mean, like social distancing, there's no yeah. other vehicle that, that can take you it, far and can take you away from people, right? It, it was fascinating to see, but you're absolutely right. People were stuck at home. They, they took up different hobbies and folks went out got their motorcycle licenses who didn't have them before people with motorcycle licenses came back bought a motorcycle after many many years and again what better way to get out of the home yeah but really by yourself but even if you ride with your friends you're still you you automatically have that social distancing (laughs) because you're on different motorcycles so it's just a fun fun way and you're right uh much like the car industry the motorcycle industry exploded so um, for people who have never been on a motorcycle and like they, they look at this and they like it, it's uh, here at this performance center where they can get a little lesson or has BMW well, help with that? Or? Actually, the, the best way to start, and it's the way we all started and the way that almost every single professional rider ever started, is find your local MSF, Motorcycle Safety Foundation course. Yeah. They are in every state. They are in almost every city. I actually city. see them every weekend yeah. near my house at the parking lot of the Miami Dade Community yeah, College. Yeah, and this is why I, t- I took my course at a local college that was uh, in my area. And what you learn in those two days will make you a better rider than 
a person who's been riding for 10 years and has never taken yeah. that course. And that course also satisfies all the requirements for getting your license. So once you complete your course on Sunday night, you go back to your DMV office and they stamp your license with a motorcycle endorsement. You don't have to have a motorcycle to go take a riding test at the DMV. Yeah. And you will actually be at the peak of your skills just after yeah. those two days. And, so, I mean, and like anything, practice, 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 you, of right? Of course you have to <laughs> practice, but we, we say that is really the only way any of us should start because they really teach you not only safe motorcycle handling, but they teach you the slow speed skills that are the most difficult to learn. But that's really what sets you apart from everyone else. Yeah, that has always being taken, in control, right? Always being in control. So let's finally talk about uh, pricing for this uh, beautiful uh, yeah, motorcycle. The, there are three models, three there, versions? There's actually four models. Oh, four. So the R18 that we're looking at for 2022, it starts at $16,000, which is right in the mid-price yeah. kind of range of BMW motorcycles. The one over there we, that you see is the BMW R18 Classic, same model, but with a windscreen and there's really those beautiful leather side cases. And then we have two new models that just launched in August of 2021. They're designed for more long-distance touring, so for people who want to ride five, six hundred miles a day. And they have a bigger fairing, digital instrumentation. They have hard cases. Uh, they have options like adaptive cruise control. Oh, wow. Much like a like car. Like a car. Yeah, so you have radar cruise control. You have Sirius satellite radio. But all the BMW R18s have ABS, anti-lag braking system, stability control, traction control. So the technolo- even though they look retro, the technology oh, there, is in there. Yeah. So finally, obviously, BMW... Uh, shares a lot of the technology and even though it's, it doesn't have yeah. four wheels how much uh, of the technology how much of the electronics of the what what, uh, what it's can you can find in a car can you so also the, see the, in the, in, in the motorcycle the perfect example is adaptive cruise control it's it's very common in cars now and it's finally making its way to motorcycles yeah. but you're right if BMW Motorcycles was an independent company. They probably wouldn't have the resources yeah, to, to develop, develop all these the electronic systems. So this is where we get the benefit of BMW Group with Rolls Royce and Mini and BMW, yeah. where all of the engineering, all of the talent, all of the time that goes into developing these electronic systems that make either driving a car, riding a motorcycle safer and easier, more effortless. We are able to take that and ad- adopt it and put it into the motorcycles now. Most of the development work has already been done, so it yeah. allows us to truly offer the customer something that no other brand does. Well, thank you for all the information and for your time. Unfortunately, on this time, I didn't bring my helmet. I have the license. I've, I've been on motorcycle. I've been on your yeah. motorcycle, so maybe yeah, in Miami we'll, now yeah, in the I'll, winter yeah. we can uh, do something. Yes, there, absolutely. But, but for now, thank you again, and we're gonna keep enjoying here yeah. all the activities at the Drive Fest. Fest. Yeah, yeah. So here thank at, you. At, uh, at the Thermal Club. Thank you, Oleg. Thank you uh, so much. Talk to you next week to all of you. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.